Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. My name is Jerem Mizrak, and today I am joined by Jaron Hazelwood. How are you doing today, man? I am doing well. How are you? How are you? Sorry. <laughs> doing good myself. Um, you know, you, you're a cheerleader. You've got an interesting sport. You're actually our second cheerleader ever uh, on the podcast. Really? Um, so we're expanding a little bit, getting to hear your story. Uh, but I'm going to start with the beginning of your story. When did you first start, you know, cheering? Ooh, I love this. Um, so I actually started cheering when I was in the fourth grade, like around nine or 10 years old. Um, no, I take that back. More like, ooh. yeah, I would say about like nine or 10, because like you're like 10 years old when you're in fifth grade. So, um, um, Yes, I was literally fourth grade. Um, I was in class. We went to recess and literally had a bunch of cheerleaders, just random girls, just flipping all the way around the world. And I was like, what are like, what are they doing? That's cool. Like, I want to be able to do that. And I really walked up to them and was like, hey, can you teach me how to do that? And I'm telling you, it took about 10 girls to like flip me over so I could actually know like what was going on because what they was trying to explain to me did not make sense. It literally it was um, alien communication, honestly, <laughs> when I think back to it. And I was just like, what? You want to do what? You want to do that how? So they really had to pick me up, dump me over on my head, basically to put my hands on the ground. And that's why I really like got to start tumbling. And then uh, from my fourth grade year to my fifth grade year, I really like just got comfortable with my body. And then by my sixth grade year, um, first year of middle school, I actually snuck and went behind my mom's back <laughs> and joined my school cheers team. I would literally walk home like in sixth grade, the small petite little boy, um, walking about three miles home from school. Um, and remind you, I was on the bus. So if I had to take a bus, I wasn't that close to walk to school. But I would literally walk to and from practice um, and like to and from games. Sometimes games would go at late as eight o'clock and I would be walking home because I was sharing the game and I couldn't ask for a ride home because I was, did not want my mom to find out. <laughs> um, but then I got all the way up to competition season for my sixth grade year and we were on our way to literally go compete. We had to compete on a Saturday. I think this was a Friday, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was a Friday morning and I took this permission slip to my mom. <laughs> you know, get her in the morning, she's still sleeping, she's not gonna wake up, she's not gonna read it, all she's gonna do is sign it. Just this one day, she decided to read this paper. <laughs> and it basically was telling her that I was going to compete on a chair team and all this stuff. And she literally read it and she looked at me and really sat it, sat it down on the table and put the pen on it and went to sleep. And yeah, I did not get to compete my sixth grade year. So my seventh grade year, I just worked on my skills and I just kept tumbling more and more. Remind you, I taught myself a good amount of my skills. Mostly a lot of people go to gyms and uh, you know they're able to have that luxury. Did not, uh, so I really had to teach myself how to flip outside on the grass. I used to take a mattress outside and flip on the mattress. <laughs> I used to flip off the things just to, kind of learn how to flip. So my seventh grade year, I just 
kept working on my skills, kept working on my skills. And I was always flipping in the front yard just so she can see, you know, that it's not what you think it is. Of course, she thought it was me trying to be, <laughs> um, you know, very flamboyant and very, you know, just out and about. But back then, it was not about that. It was actually because I really did love cheerleading. And that was something that, you know, kind of inspired me. So um, by my eighth grade year, she actually allowed me to try out for my middle school cheer team with her permission and everything. And from eighth grade all the way to now, literally, I've been cheering since. Now, outside of cheer, have you ever played, you know, any other sports when you were younger? I have. Uh, that's the crazy thing I've played just about almost everything besides soccer and tennis um but I've ran track I did cross country I played football I played basketball I played uh baseball I even started with t-ball um I danced I've done a lot of sports in Nothing has spoken to me or made me feel the way I feel besides charity. Now, you know, you, you said that when you were younger, it was a lot of self-taught stuff. You were kind of doing it out in your front yard, you know, showing your mom. But what does a normal day of training look like for you? What are you doing to stay in shape and keep your skills, uh, you know, on top? Okay, so... <laughs> um, so now that it's kind of like, I don't know, like my off season, cause I'm not on the team anywhere. Um, am I looking to be on the team? Don't know. But as of right now, I'm just kind of just resting my body. Um, but for, if I was in season, I really would. Hmm. Okay, so this is a topic because <laughs> this has changed over the years being where like I've been at. So when I was at home, uh, I used to work at gym time where I cheered at. And then from gym time, we would have yoga practice. So I would be at the gym all day coaching and just flipping, just doing crazy things just to keep me occupied. And then at nine o'clock at night, I would have to go to practice from about nine to 11.30 to one, somewhere in there we would end, but we never knew exactly. Um, so when I was there, it was like cheerleading all day, every day. And I was just so focused in it. When I was growing up, um, and just trying to become the best cheerleader that I could be, it was cheerleading 24-7, especially when I started not only being on my school team, but I was on two all-star teams um, and, you know, juggling. And this was when I was in grade school. Um, it was just so much cheerleading 24-7. So literally, it was one point I would go from school practice to an all-star practice to another practice. And then when I got to college, it was working in the gym all day and then going to practice. And then when I got to Trinity Valley, it was, we had a set schedule. So we had, you know, this amount of time that we would have in practice. But then we also had time, like a time slot after it. So where if we needed an extra day or anything that we would have that available, have that availability to go in and train, you know, with the team by yourself, whatever. But even just to sum it all up, I guess, um, cheerleading is 24-7, <laughs> especially trying to be the best that you can be, cheerleading 24-7 in the gym, in the sleep, in school, anywhere, at work, 
chilling, chilling, chilling. That is literally my normal day. <laughs> now, you know, you, you said you started with tumbling, but what is your favorite aspect of cheer? And then what is your favorite skill within that aspect? My favorite aspect of cheer is not only the teams and the skills that you get from it, but just the confidence that you gain from it. The um, Just the, the self-awareness of yourself is just so huge in cheerleading because, you know, when you're doing amazing, you know you're doing amazing because you feel great. And then when you're doing bad, you know that you're doing bad. So you have to, you know, kind of self-reflect on how do I make this better? And then just with confidence, it kind of brought me into, you know, this is Jared, like this is who I am, this is who I want to be. And that persona just kind of takes over. And I don't know, just that just the having that aspect, because not many people can get that just in, you know, regular everyday life. Some people really struggle with that. But truly just gives you that, yeah, I'm a baddie. And, I, and you can't say anything. <laughs> and is it a bad attitude to have? I don't think so. I love it. My favorite skill, um, tumbling and stunning. Um, my favorite skill. My favorite skill, 100% has to be a one and a half. Um, if you can do a one and a half, and that's literally for many things, I think that is just a drop, del a drop like a drop jaw moment from anyone. Um, as long as you have the right technique, of course. You have to have the technique to make that one and a half gorgeous. Um, but I don't know, just watching someone do a one and a half is just so, just amazing to me. I literally have like a little sparkles in my eye when I see it. <laughs> and I also can do one as well myself. And I think I have a pretty good one. Um, yeah, and it just, I don't know, again, it gives me that confidence boost. Like, yeah, I'm a baddie. Like I have a one and a half. Uh, <laughs> And then my favorite skill in stunting would definitely have to be a front handspring one and a half. That's when my girl is coming in forward and then we throw her up and she spin one and a half time and she's literally in our hands at the front, at the top. And that's a pretty hard skill because not only is she free flying in the air, but you have to spot the feet from one and a half spin. And I know she's dizzy. Not only am I dizzy because of Lord be Jesus, and yeah, but <laughs> it's a dope skill to definitely just see and even perform. Between, you know, all the teams that you've been on, whether it's middle school or high school or, you know, competitive school teams, all of that, what has your experience been like across all of those different teams? Oh, Lord. <laughs> um. So to definitely sum it all up, it has definitely been a great experience. Um, there's not been a team that I've been on and I was like, Ugh, I wish I never did that team. Um, every team was a stepping stone. Every team was a learning moment and every team taught me to be the children that I am. Some teams, you know, made me a stronger tumbler. Some other teams made me a stronger performer and other teams made me a stronger, you know, base. And it just, Round, it rounds me so well to where I'm able to be where I am today and I'm able to do the things that I am to do, you know, that I am able to do today. Just because, again, it gives you that little confidence because when people think of you, and especially being on the team with those people, they always know you as a great teammate, you know, a hard worker, 
you know, a great leader, just any of those things. So it's all been a definitely a great experience. You have it right at the top of your Instagram bio. You're not a one-time, not a two-time, but you are a three-time NCAA collegiate champion. What does it feel like to have, you know, all three of those to your name? <laughs> um, it's kind of surreal, especially is because the championships that I have been able to accumulate two of those championships were with my dream college literally for my whole life um and that was really just uh kind of one of one of the peaks of my life because the my younger self would have never thought you know i would be there i would be on this team you know wearing a ring <clears throat> you know dedicated to that team just it's amazing and then the my recent championship I have been through three years at this program. <laughs> and <clears throat> I just know how much they deserved it. And how much, you know, just time, effort, work, and just time spent together that they have put in to accumulate that title. It just spoke more, you know, for everyone else more the same myself because I wanted it so bad for someone else. So that one is just so memorable for me because that was literally one time that I was like, no, it doesn't matter for me. <laughs> this is for you. This like, you have to do this. We have to do this, but I want this just as much as for you. And then just to be able to kind of give myself really in that position to not one, not two, not three, but <laughs> I can't really know the number anymore, but so many people, it was, it just truly spoke. And it's just something that I honestly like cherish really, 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 really close to my heart. With all that success, you know, not only just at NCA, you know, collegiate championships, all of the, the medals, the trophies, the wins, do you have a favorite? Is it that third one that you just talked about? Or is there another one that you consider your, you know, all-time favorite? Mm. So my all-time favorite would definitely have to be my first championship. Um, just because that's the first one. <laughs> that is the first taste of I'm a champion that I've had, uh, especially at that level. And yeah, nothing will ever over Trump or even overcome that experience. So 100% would definitely have to be the first one. On top of all of that, you know, team success, you also got a really interesting opportunity uh, to be part of the Netflix docuseries Cheer uh, season two. What was that like? Talk me through, you know, that experience. <laughs> um, that was wild. <laughs> um, but it wasn't as crazy as you think. But it was definitely a lot of on-the-go type moments. Um, just kind of going through your everyday routine, just with a camera in your face. Uh, it gets to a point to where you kind of you don't realize, or not even you don't realize, but they just, they're not there anymore. So, like, 
they just kind of work into your routine to where they're around you, but you still carry on. You know, of course you have to keep in mind, you know, I don't want to <laughs> say this because they are here. So definitely, you know, there's definitely ways around it. And I've been very, <laughs> very grateful for that because that was something we had to figure out quickly is how to talk in code almost. <laughs> so it was definitely a dope experience, just kind of not being devious, but just trying to communicate still how we would, even if the cameras weren't there, but just as we would, because the cameras are there, if that makes any sense. Um, but um, <laughs> it was definitely weird because, you know, walking around campus and stuff and everyone else are seeing these cameras just follow you and just, you know, this big old boom stick and then these people that's behind you, you're just carrying on, you're just doing your own little thing. And like cameras is out there your face, like people's just looking like, what is happening? So when the cameras are not around, you know, you're ambushed, not really ambushed, but so many people are coming up to you like, what are you guys doing? Why are these cameras here? What's happening with this? What's happening with that? So every time, <laughs> every time we would be out, just, you know, without the cameras or with the cameras, everyone would just kind of be like incognito from us, or they would try to be like <laughs> up in our face and kind of be like friends with us, because they would definitely want some airtime, which is totally fine. I loved it. Keep on coming. <laughs> but, um, no, that was like an experience no other. I don't I don't know really how to to describe it unless you're like a vlogger or if you're someone who, you know, is very big on social media, like an influencer and you're always on camera, then you definitely understand kind of a sense of where I'm coming from. But say, you know, there's seven days out of seven days in a week, you know, five days or six days out of that week, you know, you're filming constantly 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 and then by the time the show comes out you don't get to see any any of it <laughs> so there's things in the show i'm just like wait we were wait that was recorded i don't remember that being recorded because it was just so long ago so you kind of forget it but in the moment it was actually pretty dope kind of feel like a celebrity like yeah i'm about to be on tv it was nice <laughs> but at the same time, we definitely had to stay focused on the prize at the end of the day. And that was getting that title, unfortunately. Corona. Corona, um, she messed us up though. <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah. So 2020, we had to cut our season and we, we had to stop filming right then and there because COVID got so bad. And you know, the funny thing about 2020 is that I was not actually at the Valley um, first semester, and I came back January of 2020, and I was there from January to May, but we were only filming and practicing from January to March, because it was our same week of spring break that the CDC released that everything had to be shut down. We had to stop everything. So, you know, we was like this close to getting to, day getting to Daytona, and literally at the drop of a dime, it was gone. So that was very emotional. That was a very, it, it still stings to this day as well. <laughs> it still hurts because with all that has happened, that had happened, that was one year that everyone on the team was just 
ready to go. And it was just grind time. From the moment that I stepped in of January 2020, everyone was just ready to go. And I love that. We connected and we just bonded so quickly because we literally had the same goal in mind. And with all the programs that I've been at, we have definitely had, have had the same goal in mind, but it has taken us a lot longer to get to that bond, honestly. But then when 2020 came through, it was like leeches, I don't know. We just <laughs> it came together so quick. So that was really refreshing as well. So I don't know, just, it was, it was great. It was a very, very intimate time. At the same time, very public time with the cameras and everything. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. You also got to be, you know, part of a live cheer tour. Uh, how was that experience? I felt like a rock star. <laughs> I had so much fun on that tour. It was so life-changing at the same token, just so, so humbling because never, I knew cheerleading was big, okay? I knew a lot of people loved cheerleading, but the amount of people who just came out and showed us so much love and support and literally like screaming for us, like we're Janet Jackson or Beyonce, like running to the stage, like reaching out to us, which is so surreal that I don't know even, I don't know, if you ever have a chance to go on tour, <laughs> I will 100% recommend it because it is an experience that is so undescribable. And I can understand why celebrities is addicted to tour life because, wow, if you want to feel loved, <laughs> there you go, go on tour because baby, you got the love there. <laughs> but I've um, met so many like different walks of life and just so many people that I never thought that I would have any connection, any similarities with. I thought we just there to do a job. And it was, I literally built a family just literally with the people, the 30 people maybe. And that's including the cast and like all the crews. Um, just creating that family bond was so surreal because I've never had literally never had anything like that not from a team not from a program not from anything and that was something that kind of just blew me out the water because just going into it i was just like now i know the people that i will be on stage with but as they're you know introducing other people like um you know music producer stage director um light production just introducing all of those people and I'm like, yeah, they're here to do a job. Okay, I see you, you know, I see you around. But now I actually found myself having conversation and not just conversation of, you know, what's your name, where you're from, but like conversation about families, like conversation about childhood backgrounds, conversation of, you know, just dreams and aspirations in life, just so many different walks that Honestly, if I seen these people on the street, I wouldn't give them the time of day because that's just not who I am. And that sounds so bad, but no, that's not, I don't mean it like that. It's just when I'm in public, I don't, I'm not a social butterfly. Yes, it seems like it, but I'm all about com like comfortable and I'm very comfortable, you know, being in my circle. Um, 
and but I'm very inviting. I'm very open to definitely like new people, to new friends. I love that. I love to socialize, but it's just something, I don't know, just a fear of mine. I hate rejection. That's the one thing. And I just don't want to be rejected for trying to be someone's friend, you know? And I don't know, but yeah, mm -hmm. I love people. I really do. <laughs> but uh, no, just getting to just bond and, you know, just get to experience all these different types of people was very humbling and very surreal. And I would just, I wouldn't change it for the world. So I'm very grateful for the Netflix. I'm very grateful for the tour. Those experiences have put me in a place of greatness. <laughs> and I'm still trying to elevate. With all the you know success you've had, the championships, the wins, uh, the great experiences with you know the docu series, the tour. What's next for you? What does the future hold? Oh Lord. So the future right now is very sporadic. Um, I have had conversations, of course, about things happening. I have had, you know, a lot of trying to plan these out, trying to plan that out. And it's just a lot of back and forth before anything is kind of really in um, writing. So I think the really next future moment is decision making uh, and just where I really want to end up at. I do have a couple destinations in mind. I do have a couple things I want to do, but at the same token, you know, I have to keep in mind, you know, what I'm able to do and how to get there. So again, just trying to elevate right now, just trying to keep this will of greatness going, will of blessings going, um, you know, and when I find out what's next, I would actually let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, ooh, it's a little hot. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to take this off. It's like we sweat. Ooh, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, um, yeah. When I find definitely when I figure out what's next, I would definitely let everyone know what is next. Great. Um, you know, before you compete before you go out there with your teams, do you have anything that you go through, any pre-game or pre-competition rituals or like music that you listen to or anything you say to yourself, anything like that? 100%. Okay, so before I compete, I have to get myself in this mode of, you about to shut it down, you about to eat it up, you about to do what it is. So I always listen to um, Nicki Minaj Good Forms, or any Megan Thee Stallion, any Cardi B, any City Girls, um, Nicki Minaj Starships, just all those songs just to kind of, okay, listen, I'm gonna be real, okay? And this is, I'm gonna be real, real, okay? I love to twerk, okay? I love to throw this thing in a circle. Even though I gotta compete, I'm still full out throw this thing in a circle, okay? So all the twerking music, all of it, just best believe I have to shut it down before I go and perform. It's a must, okay? But then also, sometimes this happens after, but um, I always have to pray, <laughs> especially on tour. 
Uh, I did a big circle of prayer with literally everyone, all of my castmates. Um, a few times we did it with all the castmates, all the production crew, just everyone. Um, and then after we get done doing that prayer, I go behind stage and I have my own prayer. So I always have to pray before I take the mat. Um, prayer helps. It kind of it helps calm my nerves without freaking out. And if I'm freaking out, the first thing that I resort to is prayer. I have to pray. And if I don't pray, I'm telling you, I'm freaking out. You do not want to see me freak out. But if I don't twerk and if I don't pray, just I don't know if that's going to be a great performance. So <laughs> I can say that. No, I have. Yeah, I have not missed a prayer or a twerk of any performance, and that's with competing or anything. Um, and even back when I was in like middle school and those songs weren't out, I still had those twerking music and those songs to definitely groove to. Um, now, back then it was probably a little bit more pop, <laughs> but still, I was still moving this thing in a circle, okay? And I still prayed <laughs> and I still had to do those before I took the mat. So those are definitely my rituals. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry not to cut you off or anything, but I haven't done this in a very long time. And this is why I'd be dying on stage sometimes. But when I was definitely in the all-star world and then uh, like my school world, I always sucked on a lemon before I took the stage. It keeps your mouth really like nice and moist when you're performing. Because if you ever get a chance, you do a chili routine, you get very, very cotton mouth and it's horrible. You're not able to breathe. So a lemon, um, a lemon slice. I always suck on one just to keep my mouth moist and that citrus is just, mm, I love it. And yeah, those are my three rituals. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, you're all good. <laughs> I have one last question here for you. If you could provide one piece of advice to you know, young cheerleaders, young athletes, or just anybody in general, what would you tell them? Okay, so now you want me to get deep. Hold on, give me a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I got it. Okay. So to my younger children out there, um, I have two rules, maybe three, but two very important rules. Number one is don't let anyone ever steal your shine. And with that being said, that means, you know, if you're on a team, and you get placed in a routine somewhere that you don't want to be in, don't let that defeat you. If you try out for a team and you don't get to make that team, don't let that defeat you. Don't let that weigh in on who you know you're, you are meant to be and who you can be. And always keep you on your, like on your radar. No one knows your body or you the way that you do. But at the same token, don't make excuses for you, if that makes sense. And then my second, okay, so it's definitely gonna be three. My second line of uh, advice, sorry, let's say evidence, advice <laughs> is not, every coach or not every superior 
is against you. Not everyone is against you. Let's sum it up like that. Not everyone is against you. And this is definitely, I wish I had someone to tell me this when I was younger, but when I was held back and I had those times to where, you know, me and my coaches weren't getting along or, you know, I had an attitude because of something that someone did or any of that sort, it wasn't to hurt me. You know, it wasn't to say, you can't do this, you're not good enough. It was them helping me. And instead of me looking to it as help, I looked to it as, oh, you're just trying to be down on me. And that is definitely not the way to go because the moment that I realized that is the moment that I picked up in skills and, you know, picked up with just cheerleading smartness, almost, I should say, when I was able to take that correction or, you know, hear that criticism. Now, do I struggle with it today? I do. It's still a thing. <laughs> but just remember, don't let anyone weigh in on you. Not everyone is against you. And then my third piece of advice is always, always, always be true to you, yourself. And I was going to say I, but I don't know if that really makes sense, but just <laughs> always be true to you and yourself. Um, if you want to be that person out there that looks crazy, but also doing it the correct way, do that. Because that's what's going to draw the attention. That's what's going to make you a light. That's what's going to bring that positive energy. And that is literally like, those three things is what got me to where I am. <laughs> so again, one more time for everyone out there. Don't let anyone weigh in on you. Not everyone is against you. And always be true to you and yourself. All right. Definitely. Definitely some great pieces of advice there. Uh, like I mentioned, that was the last question I have for you. So once again, you know, thank you for taking some time out of your day, sitting down with me uh, and getting to hear your story. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's been great to be able to share my story. I've had a great time, if you cannot tell. <laughs> um, and literally, your questions were amazing. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. Of course, of course. Um, with that being said, from Double FM Sports, my name is Jared Mizrak, and I am signing off.